So welcome to Keeping Athena Company. My name is Athena Kablenyu. I'm a stand-up comedian, writer, um, commentator, Twitter word, is that a job? Uh, and a podcaster and a parent, which is, which is great. Well, it's not so great when you're a parent and you invite your friends around to come and say hello. And instead of, like, he's not, this person has not looked me in the eye once. He's been there 20 minutes. He's not even said hello. 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 <laughs> That's right. When you're a parent, people care more about your kids than yourselves. <laughs> but also, uh, you, you miss a bit of adult company. So, you know the score, guys. I invite mates around to come around to keep my company. And today, yes. guys, this might be the person I've known the longest so far on the podcast. Probably. I'm trying to think. I'll have to verify that. Life. Me and this guy go back to when I was... It goes back to what I call my drinking days. <laughs> I call because I've got different eras of my life. Yeah, welcome to my house, Chris Enti. Welcome, thank you. Who are you, Chris? You're an entrepreneur. I'm a mover and shaker. I'm an ecopreneur. No, I'm a um, a man with various talents. But right now, I can't believe that Athena had a baby, so I'm just staring at this beautiful child. Because here's what's happened, right? Chris met me <laughs> as a, a young un. Twenty five. Was I twenty five? Oh, yeah. And I was like, wow. I looked at Chris at his big age at the time, which would have been like the age I am now, possibly even younger. 30 I think 29 I was like 29 wow that's really old oh my gosh Um, and now I've caught up with him um, and he can't quite believe that I've got a baby Um, I don't know how much detail he's going to to make it for you but (laughs) so there you go all those years ago all those years um, all those years have passed and I and now we're here staring at my conservatory that's right, guys. I've got a conservatory. Beautiful middle class neighbourhood. Well, this is the aspiration, isn't it? It is. It is. Not for all of us. We're trying our best. We're putting, we put African art up. It is very <laughs> But nice. there's, no, there's no denying the fact that we're middle class now, unfortunately. Um, it's a shame radio isn't visual. It's beautiful. In oh, there. thank you. I will describe you. it to you, but everyone will be bored and annoyed. It, so even my child is wearing kente. Well, not kente, but Close. African print. Close. It's handmade. <laughs> how, how are you, Chris? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm feeling. Let's talk... Go on. Go no, on. finish your sentence. You I said was... you're feeling. I'm feeling very good. It's very cold out there, but there's lots of warm love in here. And yes, I am just staring at the baby, but I will now concentrate on this conversation. That's wonderful because you said you've got many talents. And yes. I feel like we need to name them in case people's, people's minds start wondering. <laughs> They're like, oh, I think it's talented friend. So, so, well, probably the. Only interesting time. They're all interesting. Is that um, I developed, we developed a game. Um, was it really us though? It was an us because, believe it or not, even you have fed into the development of this game. Really? This game is called What He Really Thinks Exposed, the card game. <laughs> okay. And the whole point of this game is that I grew up, matured, having... A fair few female, genuine friends like Athena. And they used to come along to me and they used to say, Christopher, met this guy, but he's like this. I met this guy, but he's like that. And slowly, slowly, I found myself being a counsellor without, without the salary and telling them what men really think. Because I knew a lot of guys. I used to play a lot of football as well. That's one of my previous talents. Um, and so we, I thought to myself, how can we do something to help people perhaps who are dating, perhaps who have known each other for six months, and they want to ask some kind of deeper questions, um, but they don't want to do it in a cold, bless you, but they want to do it in a non-confrontational kind of fun way, hence the development of the card. So this game is called What He Really Thinks, it is. right? 
And it's for couples to play? It's for couples, okay. dating couples. This is great for, it's even good for hen nut. What, what do they call it? Steg? Is it steg when you have a, a hen night and a stag thing? Oh, they, you can get both now, can yes. you? I wasn't steg, aware. Sten, maybe. Call, call, call in a lesson. <laughs> um, but yes, it's for those as well. It's You can even play it um, females by yourself because if you go to whatyoureallythinks.co.uk, you have answers on there that are from the male perspective. So you wouldn't even need a man uh, for, to play this game. But ideally, you'd have fun playing with, you know. Well, you don't need a man anyway, ladies. Well, as, as we know. <laughs> Heterosexual ladies out there, you don't need a man, but as they're helpful if you want a conservative in your life. Let's face it, if I didn't have a man, I wouldn't own a rake. So, <laughs> true, oh, true story. <laughs> I have a man and a rake in my life and a fireplace. Um... Good. So, yes. I, I'm, I've got this game in my hand. Yes. So, I'm guessing the way you play it is you pick up a card. You pick up a card at random. Oh, I should say the cards are colour-coded. Okay. So, the green cards are what he really thinks about money and finance. Okay. The black cards are men's language. <laughs> the bl- oh, uh, you like men's language. The pink cards are all about romance and Ooh, sex. Well, and, I'm going to say it. It says love and sex on the pink cards. Right. So let's get to these ones. And then the blue ones are all about when you're out together. The kind of things you do when you're out together. Well, no, I've just read the pink ones we're not going to read we're gonna, yeah, let's not, <laughs> let's not read those ones out and is it so how do you score points is it's, it a conversation yeah, starter it, it, it's basically that so the idea would be we're dating and you um pull out this game and he runs away no you play this game you say oh there's this fun dating game i thought we'll play because we just met this will help us to get to know each other better then you say these are the four categories and he says i want to play the when we're out together bit you say fine so you ask as in the female asks male the question right okay male thinks about question answer and ideally texts it or writes it down right okay then you go through all of that cards all of those um section of cards and then at the end you see if he was right or if she was right because she will then say i think you think this i think you think that and he can't lie because he either texted it to you or wrote it down wow if this is therapy this is therapy, this is therapy for straight <laughs> couples right because something my, my new edinburgh show is going to be about how um people are mad and about couple, how couples are mad, particularly men and women. They are. And we just, um, and, I, and this will prove it to me. But this is great. So what, insp- you said that it was, you were inspired by women who were constantly asking you yes, what men think. I what was. makes you the voice of all men, what makes me Chris NT? Funnily enough, one of my other talents that you may remember from when we actually worked together for the man on the plantation <laughs> was consultation. So what I did for this game was I interviewed 1,200 men, believe it or I not. I didn't know this. I started- you find 1200 men well it was very very simple men love to tell you about themselves so and by the power of what was then facebook because facebook's kind of dead now in that way but yeah um there were different male facebook groups and i just joined all of them and i threw up some questions and hundreds and hundreds of men would get back and you just read the thread then i would organize their you know feedback into a spreadsheet and hence you have real conversation and real feedback and did anything surprise you about what men think about something that you asked them yes um the first thing that surprised me about um men when they're answering questions is a lot of them don't like answering money questions right that was the one where i had the least feedback 
was the money questions. The money questions, as I'm sure will play, will be things like what he really, does he really like you if he gives you the pin to his credit card? Um, does he really like you if he puts you in his will? Things like, questions like that, men were like, oh, this is nonsense, this is, but whereas every other category, they were like, yeah, cool, just gave me loads of info. So um, that was interesting. Um, and some of the love and romance ones, uh, which we can't talk about sadly were, were quite interesting well you've definitely cut to the chase on these ones haven't you it's like <laughs> men's favourite position that was a sh- that was surprising to me really yeah and if we go onto the website what he really thinks .co.uk yes the answers are on there and those answers would have come from the survey that the you answers would have come from the survey Oh, answers okay. would have, answers would have, the top answers would have come from the server. So, really, so where can I buy this card game if I'm if uh, if I lose this, these cards? Which <laughs> I will do because this child is going to rip them yeah. up. Yeah. So it's www.whathereallythinks.co.uk forward slash card game. So we're going to play what he really thinks. We are. We're going to play. Uh, you're you're going to ask me some questions. Yeah, we're going to do reverse styling here. Okay. I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to tell me what you really think. So let's start off with some. With some money and finance questions. Okay. Why do guys spend more money and time on their cars than they do on their appearance? On their appearance? Yeah. Do they? Some of them do. Um, because they think the car will attract a mate more than their physical appearance? Correct. They, really? They also believe, yeah, definitely, because a lot of men have their cars as an extension of them, very sadly. Um, that still happens. I'm glad you said them and not a more specific part of them. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah, at all. How about, how about, you know he really likes you when he gives you the spare set of keys to his home? True or false, do you think? Well, that has to be the case. If you let me, either that or you think I'm your cleaner. <laughs> that so, wasn't one of I've the never answers. Been in that, I've never given my keys to my home to anyone. You see, I gave a pair of keys to somebody who I was kind of seeing, but the real reason was because she worked quite near where I lived. And so if I ever lost my keys, it was just a very practical oh, thing okay. of doing it. Yeah. So some guys will do it and you might overthink it. It's practicality, oh. sadly, especially if he's one of those kind of people who loses his keys a lot. Okay, well, no one's like... no one's ever trusted me in their house alone, <laughs> so I can't. You can't, <laughs> I can't do that. That's ever happened. Right, we'll move on to the men's language questions now. Okay, this is an interesting one. Why do guys say oh. they like an independent woman, but then behave in an insecure way, e.g., trying to make that independent woman jealous when they uh, actually date one? That's really interesting, and I think it's because. Um, they don't want an independent woman, but they say that to sound like a feminist. There's a big thing about appearing to be a feminist now, but it's like a lot of people talking, but not a lot of people walking. Agreed. And funny enough, when we asked this question to many men, they went, what are you talking about? I do want an independent woman. I never behave like that when I am with one. But as we know from many, many women, that's not true. But yeah. How about, how about... Hmm. Why do guys say I'm not looking for a serious relationship, you know, and then still expect to sleep with you? Oh, because they just want, because they're looking for sex. <laughs> that's, that's, and the thing is, that sentence is really easy, is really uh, interesting, because that 
I'm not looking for a relationship mm. means I can do what I like because yes. I said that sentence I said the magic words yeah. it's like a magic golden card I said this now that I can be a terrible person um, I always say anyone who says that male or man or woman who in whatever situation is mad what you need to say is I haven't found a serious relationship here which is different that's different so I'm not looking okay absolutely absolutely Okay, this one feels like... This is from the When You're Out Together section. This one feels like Athena actually wrote this one. True or false survey? When he goes to the bar and returns to see a good-looking man talking to you, most men think... I'll say that again. When he goes to the bar and returns to see you talking to a good-looking man, most men will think, A, this is cool, she probably knows him. B, I'll play it cool for a minute and then go over and let him know that she's with me. C... OMG, is she for real? This relationship is over. It's a wrap. Or D, oh, he's cute. Let me say hi. <laughs> I've been with a guy who would have done D. <laughs> 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 I'm, not even, I'm, not even, like, I'm not even hating on it. Like, it's fine. Um, oh, this, <clears throat> I think it's probably, they'll be thinking the aggressive thing, but they'll do B. They'll be like, oh my God, I don't like this, but I'm going to walk over and I'm just going to put my arm around her, like spank her or something on the, and just spank her. her. Yeah. Just like, yeah. And to be fair, women, women do this too. Mm. Women do this too. When, Mm. if a, if an attractive woman is chatting to a man that a woman's dating in a relationship with, they will often sidle up to them. There are some, sometimes, sometimes women tell me that, oh, this is my husband, so quickly. And I'm like, he's butters. I don't, why are you telling me this? I don't want your man. Um, is it that one? You seem... That, there's a question there's here a question which here. relates to it. Okay. You seem more on him, i.e. physically touching his upper body when there are other women around. Um, yeah, women do this a lot, women actually. Men, I think women do it more because women are more about protecting their... Is it marking their, territory? Yeah, is that what we're it talking is, about? Yeah. Right. I think... I think, sadly, women are still trained to see other women as threats. Why is that? Why, um, are, why are women very competitive in this? I don't know. Yeah. I wish... I don't know. Maybe because um, there's an idea that... Like, if a man cheats, people blame the woman. But it's like, he, he was the one in a relationship with you. Like, it's not really... It's not really the woman's fault. Um, it's this idea that men can't control themselves, so you need to you need to control yourself, so the man can, doesn't need to control himself. It's that kind of thing. That nonsense. Yeah. That nonsense. Do you think that um, when it <laughs> do you think that when it comes to sorry, this is your show. You're supposed to be asking the questions, but let me turn it around once. Um, do you think that when it comes to the whole, it's the woman's fault in all of this? Do you think that men are complicit in that? Do you think that men who cheat will ever say, you know what, she didn't do X, Y, Z, and that is why I did what I did? Or do you just think it's just society that makes it? It's society. Society makes it very... It's a bit... It's not like slut-shaming. It's the same same chain of thought. It's she was out there, she put it on a plate, I ate from the plate, as opposed to I was out there, I made an active decision um, and um, I I have to accept the consequences of that mm. both men and women cheat I don't think there's any any M- men cheat more I would say I would, th- oh, I would say that's the case but I, we both do it mm. I said the difference is men are seen to not be responsible for their actions when it comes to sex but let's talk about the cube so the cube right so 
So the best thing that you can do for yourself, and I would say this for men and women, is to make sure you're in the right place emotionally before you try to meet someone. Emotional maturity is the way forward. Love yourself before someone can love you. Amen. You can't give something that you don't have. We're not talking about venereal disease. We're talking about love. We're talking about stuff from the heart, right? So, the cube is one game which allows you to introspect. Okay. So we're going to play the cube now. Okay. And I'm going to tell you or ask you five very random questions, and you must say the first thing that comes into your mind, no matter how ridiculous. Okay. okay. This is where it comes out that I'm some kind of pervert. It's not that kind of game. Actually, Athena, these answers mean you have to be reported <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on a register. <laughs> Although the baby's gone really quiet now, wondering what is about to happen. Okay, go on, okay. hit me. You walk into this room. Yes. The room is empty. But there's a cube in the room. Describe the cube to me, first of all. It's a big, large, transparent cube, like Philip Schofield's cube. Like the game, the cube. Right, okay. That's what it looks like. So is it on the floor? Is it floating in the corner? It's massive, and it's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's like a massive fish tank. I, mm. I couldn't be clearer. Like the, the cube <laughs> in the game, right. the cube. Cute. Right, okay. <laughs> now imagine there is a ladder. Yeah. So tell me about the ladder. Yeah. It's propped. I know exactly. It's propped up outside the cube, right. and you have to climb the ladder mm-hmm. and get into the cube. It's just like the game the cube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking the piss. This is, okay, this, is so what this, it is. this is great stuff. So now, a bit more obscure now. Okay. Sorry, is the ladder easy or hard to climb? Uh, it's easy to climb. Easy. To climb. I am a good climber, though, guys. Good, so good climber. Okay. <laughs> now imagine there's a horse. It's getting more obscure. Okay. Describe the horse to me. It's a big black horse. Big black horse yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> see what I mean? See what I mean? That, that register. Yeah, yeah. Where, what's the horse doing? Is um, it looking or what's it? <clears throat> what's it doing? Mm. It's inside the cube too. Okay, okay. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Um, and describe the... How do I put this now? You said it's a big black horse. Is it doing anything when it's inside the cube? It's just chilling. I think it's just relaxing. It's just a horse in a cube. Just a horse in a cube. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, two more questions. First one, imagine there's some flowers in the room now. Describe the flowers to me, or a flower. A flower. Is it um, a flower or is it flowers? The first thing I thought of was a yellow daffodil. So a yellow daffodil. Um, a single one? Because I'm cheap, innit? I'm a cheap date. You can pick those up for, for any roundabout. And is it just one flower? <laughs> no, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Where are they in relation to the cube? In the, well, I guess they're in the cube too. They're all in the cube. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and the horse is eating them now. The horse is eating, right? Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Now, last question. Imagine there's a storm. Right. Tell me where the storm is. Ah, it's the outside in the, in the distance and it's approaching. And it's approaching. Is it yeah. big or is it small? It's a massive storm. It's, it's a huge. Massive storm. Yeah. It's okay. like the kind of storm you see in Twister, the movie, which was about storms. Which was about storms. So, so, so you can cows see the actual. Flying. Yeah. There's cows. There's even more horses going. Where's Dave? Oh, he's in the cube. Um, and there's like yeah, there's like patio furniture flying around. And as you can see, the actual it's a proper dramatic storm. So it's in the distance oh, and it's approaching. This is too funny. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you the symbolism of the cube. This is the symbolism of the cube. The okay. cube is you. Okay. You are not Philip Schofield. Am I not? Yeah. Oh no. The cube is you. Okay. You have a huge personality. Oh, that's good. You're very transparent. <laughs> that's because my face can't lie. It's like <laughs> I don't like you. But my face doesn't say it. <laughs> I can't act. And it's on the floor, so you're very grounded. <clears throat> okay. Can you guess what the ladder is? Is the ladder mm-hmm. people external to me? Like how I react? How I? Act? 
how I engage with people, so I let them in. In one version of the cube, yes, but not this one. The ladder <laughs> is your career, or rather how you see your career. And your career yeah. is leaning up against your cube, so it's very close to your heart, very close yeah. to you. It's easy to climb. And what else did you say about it? It leads into the cube, just like the cube. <laughs> your career and you are very closely aligned. Definitely. As a stand-up and a writer, what I write is... is no one else can write what you write as a as a as a creative, I think. So that makes sense so far. It even made sense when I worked in with you. When, you worked with <laughs> when I worked in the in offices and stuff, I guess to a certain extent. Because <laughs> I, 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 funny enough, I was having this conversation with someone the other day about what it's like to work in project management and to work in construction and civil service and mm. as we work together in local government I always mm. just I say I, some days I'd be like oh my god I'm surrounded by idiots but I always cared mm. like and that's why that's really why I did okay because I was always employable because I was like alright everyone's mad politicians yeah. are mad yes. everything's mad but yes. I do care and I do want things to get done properly so that isn't that would even probably apply to my old life as well as my, as my current life Absolutely. okay so this horse I'm dying to know who's the horse the horse is your ideal man. <laughs> See, I've been about this register. He's big, <laughs> he's, big he's black, black and he's inside. I'm so embarrassed. Can we change the answer? He's very, <laughs> he's chilling inside the horse. He's, no. Let's, let's move on. Let's, let's move on. There's let's, nothing more to say about that, is there? Yeah, let's, let's, I'm so embarrassed. If I could blush. I'll, I'll tell you other people's horses, which I've always found interesting. Someone told me once that their horse was a unicorn, which means they want a man that doesn't exist. <laughs> Someone told me that their horse was running up and down, which means they want excitement in their life. Right, okay. Someone even told me, and this was very interesting, that the horse was on top of the cube. And despite the sexual connotations there, that actually means they like to be dominant. Wow. Yeah. Well, the chilling thing's very true. I always like a person that I can just, like, dial everything down to zero with. Mm. And, like, be in a situation <laughs> where where it's, like, very cool yeah. and undramatic. Absolutely. I don't like drama at all. Don't like Okay, drama. so the storm. That's the, the final bit. The, 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 the flowers. Our flowers, yeah. Flowers are how many kids you want? <laughs> the horse is eating the kids. The kids is yeah. There's cannibalism involved. In, there's a lot going on in your life here. Yeah, um, so yes, the, the, the flowers were again inside the cube. So obviously you're a mother, you're quite a new mother. So there may be more kids coming out of you. But I said bunch of daffodils. You so did. TikTok, TikTok. There's a logistical <laughs> obstacle. But did. there might be one or two, well maybe one. Amen. I don't know. But the fact sister. the fact the horse is eating the daffodils might say we might want it, but it might not happen. Like the horse is going ah munching away. Or you need counselling. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. No. 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 Yes. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'll have to read my book again. I, no one's ever told me that the horse was eating the kid. <laughs> I told you. I told you things would come out. I'm not. I can never take therapy. My brain doesn't really work that way. Ther therapy implies that your brain works like other human people's brains. Yeah, mine, I know great. mine doesn't. It really does. Doesn't. Um, <laughs> so the storm. The storm with patio furniture flying around. Is how you see problems. And you see problems as far away or you like to deal with problems in the distance. <coughs> they might be big. There might be lots going around. It wasn't necessarily the size of the storm that is the symbolism here. It's where it is in relation to the cube. Okay. When I first played this game, or the only time I played this game, my, my storm was very small right. inside the cube, which means I like to suppress my problems, right. push them right down, and that's how I deal with them. 
some people say their storm is right under the cube. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's immediate. So it's very immediate. Some people have said that the storm is swirling around the cube, which usually means they're trying to deal with their problems, but they're caught up in the middle of them all the time. It's like they deal with one thing, then another one comes, then another one comes. So those are the kinds. I, I do say we'll cross that bridge when we get there quite a lot, um, which isn't always a good thing because sometimes we get there and... <laughs> there's <laughs> no bridge to cross. Yeah, it's all, it's all gone to shit, yeah. uh, to use a very blunt expression. Yeah. Um, but is that, I think that's true for some things yeah. and maybe not so true for other things. Okay. Um, I think overall, this is probably... Um, a good summary of my personality and wants and needs. Not the big black horse, though, Chris. I'm an I'm a, I'm a, a innocent lady. We both, we both. In fact, one thing we both have in common is we both had children by immaculate conception. We did. That's how innocent we are. We really, really so did. I don't know about this big black horse. I should have said. I should have said tiny, tiny little thing. Tiny little thing. <laughs> Why aren't you a therapist? Why aren't you doing this full-time for a living? Because you listen, you talk um, to people, you're obviously really interested in the subject, you're well-read and I educated am. in it. Kind so of. why haven't we gone down this path of professionally coaching people? Because, as I said at the top of the show, I have different skills. Like Taken, like Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not quite. But yeah, I have a different set of skills. One of which is this game. The other thing that I've been concentrating on very recently is um, sustainability. So uh, myself and my wife have created a sustainability... Hold on here. So, wife? Sorry, did I say oh, wife? Okay. Because yeah, Athena's about to kill me there with the present I bought with her baby. No, my fiancé. Uh, because my fiancé is a fashion uh, consultant. So we created a set of courses which are around sustainability and helping businesses, fashion businesses, to be more sustainable. That's so timely and zeitgeisty as well. People are starting to buy more secondhand stuff and starting to question where their materials are coming from. We actually, we met working in sustainability. We did. Getting people to be better people. We did. In, in certain London boroughs and um, we were ahead of our time. Now, now we're sexy. <laughs> 15 years ago, we wasn't sexy. No, no one cared. <laughs> no, one, no one cared. No one cared. Was that, did, did, mm. was that where it's, you started your interest in, in sustainability, or was that something that your, your new lady friend has renewed in you? No, funnily enough, she knew very little. Um, no, that's not true, but she wasn't that interested. Right. Yeah, I've always been very, uh, quote-unquote, tried to be green. I've, always, I've been a member of Greenpeace since I was 18. Um, I've always voted green. Yeah. Um, and it felt very... In 2016, I quit my job for TFL, which was very exciting at the time. Well, just just tell me, was I there with you at TFL? Yeah, of course you were. Because there was this, I'm just, I was just thinking. At a time where we, we followed each other. Yeah, I just, I'd be going to work, and then one day I'd see Chris in a lift. I'm like, why are you here? Or you'd be like, oh, I work here too. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was one of the many places we've worked together. But in 2016, I started a company. Um, called Eden Textiles, which sells used and ups upcycled clothing. And from there, um, I developed 
an even deeper passion into sustainability and use coffee. Eden Textiles, I guess. Let's talk about this. So yes. you sell the wholesalers, the people? Yes, so I sell mostly wholesale. There is some stuff um, that I put on to, I don't want to advertise people, but uh, Vestia Collective. You ever heard of Vestia Collective? No, but talk about it. Vestia Collective is not my company, but they sell um, used luxury clothes. So oh, okay. Anything Armani, Hugo Boss, blah, 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 that I get, I'll put on that platform. Um, those are mostly coats and cashmere items. Um, and then I sell um, to mostly Eastern Europe. Okay, that's pretty good. I go to a second-hand shop to buy the little girls' clothes. Got a Ted Baker for £6. Oh, Ted Baker, that's what I'm saying. See, now I know baby size. I get, see, I don't really get baby, I get pimp minks. Little girls' pimp minks are the oh. cutest thing. And they go for a bomb as what well. What are they? Well, I've never heard of that. Pimp mink. Minks, yeah. So imagine a mink coat that's uh, made for a two-year-old. I don't want her in mint. It's I not don't... real. Oh, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't do like fox furs and things like that. This is all fake. <coughs> all fake fur. Yeah, Look yeah. at that. We can have you balling. Yes, you're yeah, already balling. Don't go with your medallion. Already <laughs> <laughs> balling. But yes. So that's that's been my journey to sustainable living and sustainability. And now we've got a course coming out hopefully in the next month. And who's the course for? So the course is for designers. It's for fashion designers who are either starting up or relatively new, say two or three years, who want to ideally inject some sustainability, some transparency into their supply chain and hopefully, hopefully help the planet. I love it, mainly because I racialise everything. It's just a thing. Like, and I, it, I kind of always say that we naturally, as black and brown people, we live sustainability. You open our fridges and our freezers, it's ice cream containers from 1982, <laughs> yes. and it's full of like peas and chickpeas and things like that. We buy everything in bulk. Yes. You know, everything yes. we do, you know, we buy rice once a year. All this. Well, but it's true. When, when did you last buy rice? <laughs> you buy it in 20 kilo sacks. Um, and just generally, uh, you know, cooking from scratch is yes. just, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Baby food. We don't buy baby food. We just feed them what we eat. Yeah, and all crushed. Uh, yeah, exactly. And this girl was a plantain and fufu from early, you know. So it's really interesting. Sometimes we don't necessarily engage with sustainability yes. with the big S yes. because we don't realise that's what we're already doing and we think it's something different. So I love the idea of your business saying we can even do more yes, than we what can. we already do and, we, and, and own the conversation. Yes. Do you know many people who run their own businesses? Other than my my fiance, no, I don't think I do. Oh no, yes I do. Of course, how dare I text? Remember my friend text? I remember okay. your friend text. How is he? He's very very well. He runs a company called Fit Me Clothing, okay. which is a streetwear company. Right. And he um, collaborates with other designers as well. And he will soon have an upcycled. Um, range which is Eden Textile inspired. There you go. Uh, the reason I asked that question is mm. is because I would say I got the most financial freedom. Mm. This is any noise. <laughs> You're not supposed to make baby noises to babies, but this one is so fun. You sing, look. Let's just stop now. This is typical Asher. You're not even singing. When she's not, when you're not here, like she'll sing. Oh no. Um, yeah, businesses. Yes. So I found mm. a lot of people would say that, oh, you you should get yourself a job and you have security mm. and you work every day mm. and you take home your paycheck at the end of the month um, mm. and it's fun. But I found actually the most financial success security came from working for myself. Yes. <laughs> um, partly because it took me out of a structure that was generally um, a little bit uh, oppressive 
Yes. So uh, people weren't able to say, oh, this is a black person, this is, this is a mixed person, this is a woman. Yes. They would just say, do the job, get it done, then leave. Absolutely. Um, and then sec- secondly, you get remunerated more um, by hiring out yourself as a you contractor or do. running your own business. Absolutely. But, and the third thing is you, are, you, can, you have more options. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have more choices. You can mm-hmm. take you can take opportunities that are maybe lucrative but short term, mm-hmm. or you can um, yeah you have more options. You can do crazy things. Mm. Why do you think we don't gen- people generally don't take that plunge? I don't think we both don't know. I don't know many people who yeah who work for themselves. I think a lot of the time black and brown like you said to get a job like there's only a couple of professions that african people respect yeah accountant lawyer yes, doc- accountant lawyer doctor, doctor that's yeah. it and because your mindset is so that's what i got to be that's what i got to achieve um i don't think entrepreneurship is something that you know is, is talked to us about yeah but it's actually a really good way to escape from the challenges of living in a kind of majority white country. This is what I found. What I've, what I've realised is, this country actually isn't a terrible place to be in if you're if you're not white. There are worse countries, Definitely. but there are challenges. Yes. And what you actually need to do is find out how you can negotiate those challenges. Yes. So when we work together, for example, don't get me wrong, I was a bit of a ragamuffin. I can't lie. Big time. But then once I moved myself out of that system and I became like... Not necessarily self-employed, but I started to work more short-term stuff and became what was known as a contractor. It was like, oh, all of these issues about not being respected or being judged or being passed over opportunities went away. So that's just being example. Like, okay, there were challenges, but you just have to outmaneuver them. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But also, I think we're not brave enough. That's what it boils down to. You actually have to be quite brave to... And I didn't realise this because... Personally, I gosh, how what was I? I was twenty three, I think, when I had a baby. Well, like I, you were twenty three like, when you had a baby. Like I, like you I had a baby. I was a child myself, but the babies when they need nappies don't care where they come from. So yeah. you need to hustle. And so, when I had my son, it got to the stage where I thought to myself, the money that I'm earning doing what I'm doing for whichever local authority wherever I work, this isn't enough. What am I going to do? I knew I had the skills to earn more money, but like Athena said, I needed to negotiate better or negotiate the challenges better. So that's when I started to become a contractor. From the age of 25 onwards, I was always a contractor. Um, And because it it just made sense. But mine was born out of necessity. A lot of people don't have a baby at 23. So, you know, you don't need to buy a house and buy a car and buy loads of nappies. So maybe that's it as well. People are having kids later. People live at home for longer. Well, listen, this government is going to have us all in the fields picking fruit, right? So we better start to be entrepreneurial. You better start recycling your pants or whatever um, (laughs) and put them on eBay. Because I'm telling you, it's just, you know, you can do that. You can sell your shoes on eBay and people buy them because they want to smell your feet. It's a fetish thing. Again, let's let's move on. This is black horse territory. Let's just gallop away. They don't want to buy my shoes. I've got really smelly feet. Um, Okay, so you've been a parent for way longer. You've been on this planet for longer than me. I have. Look, are you really only four years older than me? It feels like you were like 
my big brother. Now it feels like you're my little brother. How is it possible that you could have a big sister, sorry, a little sister who bullies you? I this don't... is the bit I don't, I never worked out. We worked together, I think, maybe three different, four different places. Constantly bullying. Let's, I, I think bullying is, is a very you know, harsh... It's, it's strong, it's strong. Intimidating. Harsh, intimidating. Yeah, yeah, that's probably better. Well, that's well, that's because you're intimidated by the fact that I'm a property owner, Chris. You just <laughs> need to work on this, you know, on this masculinity <laughs> issue that you have. Exactly, yeah. these insecurities. I, I, yes, I'm going to be, no, because you're, you're only 35 now. I'm 38. Yeah, then I'm five years older. Really? Yeah, I'm going to be 43 this year. 43? Yeah, We've yeah. caught up. What happens is, nah, after a while, you just catch up with the people yeah, who are yeah. older than you. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's because you were such a sensible young man when I met you. Clearly not, people. You heard the bit where I had a baby at 20. <laughs> <laughs> but by, the, by that time, you'd kind of gotten over it. You kind of it's dealt true. with it. It's yeah. true. So you did have a baby at 23. What's, what, mm. what, what advice can you pass on to me, you sage of a parent? What? Obviously, a year and a half ago, I would have said don't. Bearing in mind this wasn't planned, it was a useless <laughs> yeah. advice. Yeah. Like, don't do what? I'm just having it, a great time. It, it's, it's the best thing in the world. <clears throat> I think the best advice that I would, I would give any new parent is please enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Like, really enjoy it because it's so cliche, but they do get big very quick mm. and it goes from... We're dropping the the, the, the liniment, the, the, the pseudo Vicks on the floor continually to asking you for car keys. And it's like... She's not going to ask. She will take that car. <laughs> yeah, I, I, car. I'll wake up one day, there'll be no car. <laughs> yeah. No car, no wallet. She'll, no, she'll be straight to Westfield with the contactless. <laughs> That's what the kids do. They have the contactless cars and they won't go, go and buy their Starboxes. Uh, but yes, enjoy it is what I would say. If you're blessed enough to have a baby, enjoy it. Oh, that's great advice. We do enjoy ourselves, don't we? We do. We have a nice time. Uh, I know you have uh, other commitments today. You've got boilers to fix. I've got boilers. Sad, sad. I want to be here for longer. I've got to apologise. Normally, everyone who comes on this podcast gets plantain and anything else they want with it. I'll be back. I will be back. You have to come back. I've just had a shocker of a day. I haven't even had a chance to even... This is how how things are serious. Not only... It wasn't that I didn't have a chance to get plantain. I didn't have a chance to go to my bank account, move things around so I'd have money in my account to go to the cash point to get... Like, things are... When you buy a house conservatory, you're you're finally just getting mashed up um so and then so i didn't get a chance to buy any um but you got extended play with the baby so much love thank you so much thank you thank you see you all later Bye. Bye. You're gonna wave, little girl. Now you're gonna be quiet. No, literally. Now this is difficult. She's always quiet at the end. (laughs) Always at the end, she shuts up. Yeah, you literally have a. Oh, I love that look. Thank you for coming to keep my company, Chris NT. I've known him for years. I don't see him often enough, but when I do, it's always fantastic. And I always think I need to see him more. I'm so pleased he came around. Um, and what a cool guy. He's made his passions into his businesses. So he loves relationships. So he's made what he really thinks.co.uk. And he loves sustainability. So he's made a business uh, that, that helps people in fashion or people who want to buy clothes do that in a sustainable way. I think that is an amazing example of someone who doesn't talk but does which is the kind of person I like I like talking I like doers and not talkers so I hope you enjoyed that conversation if you want to get involved in any of Chris's projects all the links um, and details you need are in the description of this podcast I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope you enjoyed all the other episodes if you have 
Do what you normally do with podcasts that you like. Share, subscribe, comment, tell me what you like, tell me what you didn't like. Oh, actually, don't do that. I've got a very fragile ego. But yeah, tell your friends, tell your family, tell strangers, shout it from rooftops whilst you're driving in the car, roll down the window and just yell, keep an Athena company. And maybe someone might hear it and you might have made their day by introducing them to a podcast that they love. I'm Athena Kablenu. I'm primarily a stand-up and a writer. If you want to get involved in what I do, I'm on social media. It's my name. Athena Kablenu, you can find it. It's not that hard to, it's kind of phonetically spelt. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. It means so much. Um, I love doing this podcast. I hope you loved listening to it. I do them a couple of times a month. So subscribe and you'll be alerted when the next one comes out. We'll catch up next time. Bye.